This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 15th, episode 1819, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning. It's so good to have you. We are a week away from Thanksgiving, everybody. And I saw that seems unbelievable. It does seem unbelievable. We're like 10 days away from Radiothon, which, by the way, just gives me the willies because we've got so much to do. But we're I noticed all the posts starting on Facebook about people, horse people especially, that have to leave their horses to go with their families and not liking it. Uh, And, uh, you know, (laughs) so I saw those posts starting already. I thought that would wait till next week, but apparently it's starting this week. Something else. I told you mine started a month ago with my dad going, yeah, Yeah. come on. (laughs) And you're not going, going. are you, to your dad's? uh, That didn't happen. Um, No. I had to politely decline. Yeah, I thought you did. Well, uh, Jemmy is here this morning. Hi, Jemmy. Filling in, producing today as Wednesday as usual. Good morning. Now, Jemmy and I did... How's everyone? Uh, Jemmy, of course, <laughs> is my co-host on Finding Florida. Or I'm her co-host, rather. I got to clarify that. On uh, right. Finding Florida show <laughs> podcast that we started. And it is now available on the Horse Radio Network app. You'll find it there. Just scroll down. If you haven't taken a listen, please do. Even if you're not interested in traveling around Florida, it's a fun show, and I think you'll enjoy it. But we did our second adventure that'll come out uh, the end of next week, or sometime in the next week. And uh, as part of that adventure, Jemmy made, and I don't eat seafood of any kind, like nothing that comes out of the water. If it comes out of the water, I don't eat it. Fish, seafood, (laughs) nothing. And part of this adventure was... Only frog's legs, apparently. Yeah, I've tried frog's legs and they taste like chicken. But (laughs) I'm only doing this because I know that uh, Jamie's going to totally gross out, too. And she'll be on my side. She made me eat sushi for the first time. Like raw fish sushi? What was in it anyway that I ate? It was ahi tuna. And what you can't see is my hands are folded together and my eyebrow, one eyebrow is up in my most evil, despicable <laughs> grin on my face right now. Oh, God. As I recall the joy that was watching Glenn eat a piece of sushi. <laughs> okay. So with the, the ahi tuna, is that the little rice and the fish is on top of it and it's kind of like held together by a tiny little seaweed wrap thing? No, this was a roll, and so it was. It was uh, tuna and a couple other, you know, vegetable probably ingredients. I can't remember anymore, but um, wrapped around, wrapped up in some rice. Okay, so it was wussy sushi. Wussy sushi. (laughs) 
I don't know. Well, it tasted pretty bad to me. Yeah, it was a nice big chunk of, of raw tuna in there that he had to eat. So it was it was a good helping. You know, serving okay. a tuna. This is my first time, by the way. I've eaten fish. I've never. I've tried fish. I've never liked it at all. And there have been times, actually, Jamie, where I've spit it out. Um, that I just and you almost did this time. <laughs> I was pretty close. There's really, a really lot going on in a in a roll like that. They had the sauces on the top. And I wasn't going to let you. I wasn't going to let you get away with like a California roll or a shrimp tempura roll. I'm like, no, no, no. It has to be 100% raw fish. And I was actually pretty impressed. You're with, lucky with I didn't your, throw up your in your lap, through. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so did you give him any, you know, soy sauce, wasabi, ginger, any of that stuff on it or you know, just I the was roll? I going to, but our friend Viv who joined us, she's like, ah, don't overdo it. And so I, I just, I gave it to him plain, gave it to him plain. Oh, I would love to see him take a big bite of wasabi. Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> Apparently torturing me is a new thing on the Finding Florida podcast. And you'll hear that. It was recorded and will be part of the next episode. Uh, well, but and I don't know if, I, if you just, but there were, we were actually drawing a crowd of observa- observers as you were choking that down. It was pretty, pretty phenomenal. So yeah, please go check out the audio once it's ready. It was great. I almost, <laughs> I, ba- I could barely get it down. It was close. It was close. <laughs> and <clears throat> so anyway, that'll be my last time eating sushi, I will say. What's coming well, up? <laughs> proud of you there. Thank you. Fine. Thank you, Jamie. Now, do sort you of. eat the vegetable sushi? I could probably do that. Oh, my gosh. I love like hey. taking avocado and cucumbers, and they'll do like maybe some cream cheese, and they'll do um, daikon, which do is Do they a use radish. rice, too? Do they use it in the rice-like they, sushi? They Roll it up in rice. And so it's a roll, a vegetable roll. Uh, I'm, Jimmy, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't even eat fish. Um, so when I go to sushi, right. I love the experience because I get to put all these things together. And I love wasabi and ginger. And I lay it all on top. Um, my mouth is watering right now, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. what 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 I do, do is I don't like the sea, sea, seaweed that they wrap it in. It's disgusting mm-hmm. and it tastes like fish. So I have to get them in the soy paper. You pay an extra dollar and it's wrapped in soy. Yummy. Delicious. I'll try that with you next time. Okay. I'll try Glenn, that with you. I think I'd be more shocked if you ate vegetables over <laughs> fish. <laughs> Who are you kidding? She does make a good point. <laughs> Glenn said to me, Jimmy, one time, he goes, the problem with vegetables is that when you put them in your fridge, they go bad in like three, four days. And I go, Glenn, you're supposed to freaking eat them, not stare at them. It's not going to, it's not a staring contest. Take them out, chop them up, That's and eat them. That's a good thing, Glenn. It means it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It just won't stay on the shelf like the rest of the hydrogenated oil corn syrup food that I put on my shelf. <laughs> so as far as it food goes, off don't it doesn't have to open up plastic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's no vacuum seal on this thing. What? I just ate it. Huh? Weird. Now I'm sorry I brought all this up. Jimmy, what's coming up in today's show? You did it to yourself. I know, right? He asked for it. Just like the sushi. All right. On today's show, Mike West, the CEO of Omaha Equestrian Foundation, is here to talk about the new team challenges. We feature Crappy List Wednesday with another, and we also are, have another study show. Tammy from Road to the Horse joins in with an update on 2018. Glenn has a big announcement about another grand prize radiothon. I've heard it, guys. It is a Dude. big announcement. And Jamie. 
dude. And Jamie continues with the opium equation, giving us the first half of chapter 12. It's a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is I Love to Write Day. So buckle down and write those creative entries for this year's Radiothon, guys. Get them in today. HolidayRadiothon.com. Thank you very much, Jamie. Daily Winnie time. Well, I do have happy birthdays for a couple of auditors, and that's Sumiko and Kayla's birthdays are today and tomorrow, so happy birthday to both of you. There's nothing like that time in the evening where you're in your pajamas and you're all snuggled in bed and you're just about to turn the TV off and you're just drifting away into a dreamless slumber, completely exhausted, cuddled up, and then... Crap. Somebody knocks on your door. Oh. And when you have a horse farm... <laughs> By the way, nobody ever knocks on anybody's door anymore, so that's a panic in the first place. <laughs> when you have a horse farm, somebody knocking on your door at 10 o'clock at night is never It's either a good that thing. or the police. It's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to... Sorry, Tank. I know I knocked this. Nobody's here. Um, so uh, I would like to give my daily winning out to my nice neighbor who stopped by around 10 o'clock in the evening to let me know that... There's some horses in the middle of the road outside my property. And, um, of course, uh, (coughs) we freaked out, ran out there, and um, Zeus and Magic are standing on the side of the road grazing. Busy road, by the way. They fly by my How could I guess Zeus was involved in this escape? Right? I mean, I'm (laughs) shocked that it was Zeus and Magic, his little friend who goes along for the ride. So... Um, this is my question, Glenn, is, and Jimmy too, you're a parent. Like I have a new student that has begun leasing a horse on my property and she, and we have an arena gate and the rule is arena gate stays shut. Like, woo, there is no, but it's kind of like, it's hard to shut. So I think she came out of the arena last night. She was the last one to ride. And didn't close the gate. And it's like mm. Zeus has a homing beacon for those things. So he opened the gate to get into the arena, which I don't know how he did. He went through and then went out the open gate through the arena. It, he never opens the gate to get in the arena. Yet he did last night because he saw that the other gate was open. So him and Magic are out in the middle of the road last night. How, like, I mean, I was pissed. Like, fit to be tied. My two babies are out in the middle of the road and I had to have somebody stop because this 13-year-old girl didn't have to take the time to close the gate? What am I supposed to do? I said, Chad, do you think is any good for me calling her mama right now? And he looks at me, he goes, no, no good. Don't do that. <laughs> so what the hell do I do? She's going to come today. She's got a lesson today and I, I am going to have a hard time not grabbing her by the shirt and putting her against the wall and being like, you almost killed my horses. But she is 13, and I can't assault children. So what do I do? So you're proof that you do have proof that she did it. Oh, it was her. It yeah, was her. she was the last one to ride. The gate was. She left the gate open. And and Zeus did not open it. You're sure? Because he is as a. Oh yeah, artist. he 
He cannot, you cannot physically open that gate from okay. the inside. All right. Well, um, you just have to talk to her. We've had this happen before. You know, we had our farm many, many, many times. And you just have to, um, uh, maybe. I want to, I want to scare her to death. All right. Then find you know? a pic. This is what, this is what I would do. It's mean, but it's what I would do. I would find a picture of a horse that's been run over by a car on oh Google God. and show her that. And go, you this know is what? what There's it a reason you're not a parent, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's uh, making a call. That's like the worst <laughs> advice I've ever heard in my entire life. Hey, look at this dead horse. On this the is road. what could have happened oh my- to mine. See, that's a good lesson she'll never forget. Oh my God. You're <laughs> terrible. Jim, I'm glad Jimmy's busy. I'm glad she's not hearing this. <laughs> You got to talk to her, obviously. But yeah, no, I'm going to talk to her. It's gonna. There's going to be like, uh, you know what? I, know I wouldn't throw up against the wall, though. Have... I don't think that's allowed anymore. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, there's somebody listening who's going to have some better advice than you. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. You asked. Uh, hey, I got an announcement here that uh, you know that we've talked about the World Equestrian Center that's being built about four miles from our house here in Ocala. It's this huge complex. They're spending a hundred million dollars on it. And we had the guy on, remember? He's also the guy that built the one in Ohio. And, uh, well, there's been a new announcement as of November the 14th, yesterday, that they are now adding to it. (laughs) It's like they couldn't add to it. There's like three, five, four indoor arenas, uh, 1,500 heated air conditioned stalls, uh, 50,000 square foot of retail space. They're building 1,000 homes telling that they're going to sell to riders. It's an incredible property. But now they've made an announcement that the main arena has been expanded and is now going to be, and, and, and I put a link in there. You can go take a look at the picture, Jamie. Um, the arena, which remains officially renamed, will be approximately 140,000 square feet, includes 600,000 square foot of pavers, as well as serve for a hub of equestrian events, uh, community events, and movie nights. Here's what it is. It's a covered grandstand on three sides, uh, alfresco VIP dining seats, which means they're going to have a complete building behind the arena that's all glass, like the racetrack, where it's going to be dining so you can watch while you're eating fine dining. Okay, th- it looks like there's a hotel behind yes. it. Yes, 30 to six or 30 foot by 60 foot jumbotrons. Now that's freaking big, by the way. State of the art sound system, which no stadium ever has state of the art sound system. A, f- a flag court entrance, all weather footing with built in irrigation, climate controlled judging booths, a lush landscaping throughout, and 18,000 square feet of vendor space, all in the main arena. This is on. Un- I-, I don't, I just look at this and I go, how the hell is this ever going to make money? He's this is just the main arena in addition to everything else he's building there. I don't think he cares if it makes money. He, you know, can we, you like be a boarder there if you live in the area and board your horse and ride in that arena all the time? I don't know that he's going to have boarding, but obviously, if you have a home there, you're going to be able to keep your horse there. And and uh, not and and of course, this is all attached to Golden Ocala, which is one of the most exclusive like million dollar homes developments in the area, which has its own you know golf and tennis and question and full spa and the whole thing. So I mean, it's all part of this whole thing. He bought over. Three 3,000 acres for this. It's huge. 
It goes from one major road to another, and it's everything in between. And he just keeps expanding what he's doing, so he must be getting feedback that that this is all going pretty well. Uh, The barn, okay, 600 stalls, heated. This is in Florida, so you have heated barns in the winter. uh, No, are they air-conditioned? Yeah, they're supposed to be air-conditioned so they can do it in the summer, too. Okay, so then, uh, unlike other arenas... 60% 60% of the stalls are connected to the arenas by enclosed and covered walkways. So if it's raining, oh, you won't get wet as you walk, cut, ride to the indoor. Oh, my God. 600 stalls. Yeah. No and, then, and then addition to a 260-room hotel. So they're going to be a hotel right on the property, too. This is I can't wait to go take the tour of what's been built already. It's a huge complex of stuff being built over there. I mean, uh, some contractors making a lot of money, but it has to go over $100 million now. It really does. Uh, There's an Avita salon in this place. It's, just, it's crazy. <laughs> Spa, International <laughs> it's, Grill. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Now, of course, the guy who's doing this has trucking connections. They're part of a big trucking company, and that's, he built the one in Ohio, which apparently is impressive, and now this one. But this is literally four miles from our house, so we're going to have, we're gonna have a, a Kentucky horse park, even better, actually, uh, right four Watch miles from mouth. our house. You know, So it's going to be interesting to see how that how it comes out. He's supposed to be building a cross-country course and the whole thing. And he wants to have Western as well as English. This is not just for English. This is Western as well. Because he's kind of a Western guy. So, but he also wants to kind of put hits out of business here in Ocala. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And, you know, one of the things that's happening around the country right now at an unprecedented level is new events with lots of money being offered. And we have Mike Weston, who's CEO of a Omaha Equestrian Foundation, to talk about a new team challenge that's coming up. And team events are also becoming big in the horse world. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. We were just talking about the World Equestrian Center that's being built a couple miles from my house here in Ocala. The amount of money being put into the horse world right now this year between Tryon and all the different venues that they have going and you guys out in the Midwest is incredible. And, you know, are you seeing it out in the Midwest as well? Well, you know, our focus is really um, about promoting uh, the the sport and and creating opportunities for horses, riders, and opportunities to grow our sport from a fan point of view in this area. And so our our interest is getting really good amongst the riders, and I think we're starting to win over the fans. Our business model is probably a little bit different than the business models that you that you've been talking about. Our business model is about getting the fans to appreciate. Uh, the sport the same way a fan would appreciate this uh, another sport you know it, and I think those are the interesting challenges for us is so many people that <clears throat> love this sport don't necessarily think of it as well what are you going to do on Saturday night if you're you know you know me and my son my son's a basketball player, you know, we might go watch a college basketball game. The mindset amongst the horse community isn't, you know, we're going to go watch professionals ride. And you get a little bit on the East Coast and the West Coast, and you obviously have a lot of it in Europe. So what we're trying to do is create that in this this part of the country. So to answer your question, a lot of our uh, revenues are actually 
driven and targeted to from from a fan from ticket ticket revenues, which is very unique in North America, but definitely unique in this part of the country. And so, VIP tables, VIP uh, seats, uh, all 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 session tickets. Those are the things that we're focusing on, and and we're getting good response. People are people like the idea of having their sport featured in the same way that a great college basketball game would be or a professional football game. I mean, obviously we're not quite getting the amount of fans in 2016. We had 4,000 at each of our, uh, at each of our events. But if we can get to that six to 8,000, I think sponsors will respond. And then the ticket revenues that we get from, um, you know, from those events, um, are, are will will continue to let us grow the opportunities for the riders like, and um, you guys like I mean, having higher higher prize money let me clarify too you, uh, you're the Omaha Equestrian Foundation and you were the hosts of the FEI World Cup finals uh, in dressage and out in Omaha which everybody was like okay uh, you know and, and we do a dressage radio show so we do the radio show for dressage and everybody was like uh, we're going to Omaha why are we going to Omaha for dressage because obviously the Midwest is known for road and for Western events and things like that. And yep. it, I, I heard nothing but rave reviews from the riders that were at Omaha and from the spectators that went to Omaha. And that's what this new program's kind of extending that. And, you know, dressage in Omaha is still one of those things we go, really? But I think you proved that you really can put on an English show as well. Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, and I think what we're trying to do is, and 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 I'll tell you what, I I will tell you that the the region four dressage community came out in force, and they give us a chance. And the region four director Anshuska is absolutely committed to the idea that look, you come out, you buy an all session ticket, and you watch CDI riders ride in this part of the country at a very high level. And we're going to try something a little different and we're going to have this team competition and we're going to feature the sport differently and we're going to make it fan friendly and we're going to make it fun. And that's because it is, it's, it's a great sport. We, we feature jumping and dressage and they're both so much fun to watch and we need to, to grow the sport. We've got to get that mentality and hopefully this will be such a fun competition that it'll, that it'll really um, encourage people to have that mentality. We can, you can go on a Saturday night and pay a ticket and sit in a seat and eat good food the same way you would at an NBA basketball game. And this team competition, what you're doing is, you're, and, and I love the fact that it's at all levels. It's not just Grand Prix level. This is all levels can qualify. I don't want to go into all the gory details. We'll post a link to it in our, in our show notes. But um, so th- basically teams can qualify uh, – through a period of time, is that how it's going to work? Yeah, there's eight qualifiers, and if I if I, I can't I can't tell you all eight, but yeah, they but all that's start okay. after the first of the year, and uh, you you pick you pick a team. Um, it's usually a CDI rider, and then uh, two two others. It could be you know junior, it could be a para, it could be you know. There's a number of different categories, and and then um, everybody takes it on Thursday night again the featured. A event in the arena. Everybody takes the test appropriate to their to their level, and and then on Saturday, everybody or Saturday night again featured event. Uh, everybody will uh, per, you know perform a freestyle. 
And if you make it through the qualifying and get there, this is the part that blew me away. And it, it, I think it's one of the things that's changing in the horse world. And J- Jamie's going to appreciate this. Each qualifying team. So if you qualify and you make it through the qualifiers, you're going to automatically receive $3,000 upon arrival. Uh, and then there's $45,000 in prize money offered with 12000 going to the winning team. So, you know, that that's something that we're seeing change, too. That never happened before. Yeah, and you know it's it's funny because the dressage uh, community does show up, and so what I mean by that is that you know how do you how do you come up with that money? You come up with it through sponsorships, and you come up with through tickets, and and the dressage community will, will supports it, and so it does it works. It, it's a business model that works. If you if you put you know if you sell you know a thousand tickets at all session tickets at 75 bucks a piece for three sessions. And we have a showcase. Um, we have a clinician in. And so that's one of the ticketed events for dressage. You know, the, the model does work, but you have to work it just like every other sport does. And you have to, you have to sell tickets and you have to sell sponsorships. And it's not just about, it's not just about selling stalls and, and getting money for classes. Well, I appreciate that that there's now been a crossover geographically in this country. You know, our mission statement to Horse Radio Network when we started 10 years ago was uniting the horse world one show at a time. And I think over that 10 years, we've seen more and more Western riders trying English, English riders trying Western, and that Western English divide isn't as isn't as defined as it was 10 years ago. We're definitely starting to see crossover geographically. We would have never seen this show 10 years ago in, in Omaha, right? Um, so I'm No, there's no way. And I think Western, the, the popularity of Western dressage has really brought, uh, I think, brought, brought the two disciplines together. I agree. I totally agree. Plus, you see more rainers now getting <clears throat> traditional dressage training, getting, you know, it just is, it's going every which way that uh, we never saw happening 10 years ago. So congratulations for doing that. Can they, can they go to internationalomaha.com? Is that where they go for more information? Yeah, that is correct. And they can get all the information that they need. Um, uh, they need. And then if you have any questions, just give the office. People can call the office. We're very receptive, you know, receptive. Again, our, we're, we're focused on the fans. So if people want to know, have information, we'll get it to them as soon as we, as soon as we get their call. All right. Great. Internationalomaha.com. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Well, next up, we have to talk a little bit about Horse Lovers. They have a special offer for all of our fans, for just fans of the Horse Radio Network. You know that they do this. Uh, regular fans will know that they do this every year around around Christmas. They offer all kinds of discounts and things for listeners of Horse Radio Network. But I'll tell you what, I was over on their website today, and we have a big announcement that kind of ties into what they have going on. They have a free saddle carry bag and free shipping on Wintech saddles right now going on. Uh, That's a $79 value on any of the Wintech saddles that you see on their site. And that's going on right now today. And in addition to that, they're offering a special discount with the purchase just for HRN. And if you spend at least $49, obviously, if you're buying a saddle, you will be, you put HRN in the coupon code box and you'll get an additional $5 off your order instantly, no matter what you're ordering. Free I mean, money. You're going to order anyway. Yeah, Come right. On. Did you see the one listener that ordered like cases of stuff last week? 
I, I, oh, it was she was ordering saddle pads and stuff for prizes for a show, and they were these huge boxes. It was just these huge boxes from horse lovers. She must have ordered a hundred, but it was uh, so. This You're is, acting like it's weird that some of us would get huge boxes from horse lovers. Uh, it's not weird. It's just that my horse husband, I shake a little. It's just what I'm saying as a horse husband every time that happens. I just made a few decisions on pink, and um, now I have to get her a waterproof blanket to live outside this winter in Phoenix. Poor thing. She needs a blanket um, in case it rains. And so, I'm, I mean, I'm online shopping, and they have Amigo and Rambo closeouts 85% off. If there you can go. find what you're looking for, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, so... The coupon code at checkout is HRN, just HRN Horse Radio Network, and you'll get your $5 off any order you do, and that'll happen instantly. Now, we have a big announcement here. Would you like the announcement now as far as a new Radiothon grand prize? Because it ties directly into what I just talked about. Yeah, because this is ridiculous. Like, this is not even... It's just not fair that I can't win it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's the ridiculous part is. Let's get Jamie. let's get down to brass tacks here. <clears throat> I want to win. Yeah. Well, you want to win both. Remember we had the weather beta package with blankets and a dog coat and stuff worth $500. Dog to your horse. Yes. Oh my God. Everything matchy matchy. And that's a $500 package as a grand prize. Now there's another grand prize for Radiothon. And I just got confirmation before the show today. So you're hearing it here first. That is that WinTech is offering a free saddle as a grand prize, but it's your choice of any WinTech saddle. Ah! Now, any WinTech ah, saddle. Ah! You pick whether you want dressage, whether you want jumping, whether you want all-purpose, whether you want endurance. It's And their saddles go up to $1,200. So this is an up to $1,200 value, but you pick the size, whatever you want. It's any Wintech saddle. They already sent me the certificate, and it basically is you bring it to the store, and they're going to order you the saddle you want. So it this is a huge deal. I mean, this basically brings our grand prizes to up over $1,600. And just grand prizes, in addition to all the other prizes we have all day long. Horse Lovers has given away a $50 gift certificate every hour of Radiothon. Every hour. So this is the amount of prizes that we're getting in is just ridiculous to give away that day. I, I, I can honestly say we give away more prizes at the holidays than any other horse place does. Period. There are no other <clears throat> horse place things like this. I no. mean, my gosh. <laughs> we Maybe there are. Oh, gosh. I'm looking at these saddles just drooling. Get your entries in. And we have extended that. You can get it in by the, till, through the end of the week. Uh, as long as it in before the weekend. We've extended that, too. So just go to HolidayRadiothon.com. Click on the prizes link, and you'll see all the prizes. And then also how to enter. You basically just send us a voicemail. Call us a voicemail or send in a, a sound file with your clever entry. I'll play more of those from last year later on in the show. But uh, do that, or you can call in that day, and you're also entered to win. You just give us a call and and tell us about your 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 holiday gift, past, present, or future. That's kind of the theme this year. If you call in that day, you're also entered to win in the prizes all day long. So check that out. But that's our big announcement. Thanks to WinTech for coming through with that. I love their <laughs> close contact saddles. Wow. I already have the dressage one, so. <laughs> Horselovers.com, HRN and the coupon at your, at your checkout. You get to $5 I'm off instantly. real. Good job, Glenn. Yeah, that was very excited about that. Now, Jemmy, are you still here? Are you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay, good. We have a choice. I'm going to give you guys a choice. Whether you want to do study show for this month first, or whether you want to do, and I, 
I worked hard at this. I put in some time and effort this morning for your benefit. Oh, wow. What did you do, Glenn? Are you doing some charity work? Are you really, you know, getting out there and and helping people? No. In a way, I am doing charity work because all of these are for charity. So in a way, I'm helping charities across the world by putting in this extra time for you. What Uh, are you doing? Well, every Mm -hmm. year we talk about the naked equestrian calendars that are coming out. I knew it. It I knew it. (laughs) So would you rather talk about study show or naked equestrian calendars? Hmm. Snooze fest or skin fest? (laughs) They're both good, actually. <laughs> You've never done a study show, but it's not actually studies. But let's just let's get the naked people out in front of us here. Okay, let's so as we know, about five years ago in the horse world, uh, the British led the way in equestrians getting naked for charity. Well, and they're leading away again this year. But now the number of calendars is just ridiculous. I, I, it's just ridiculous. And it seems like this year the veterinarians are getting involved. There's a lot of people helping animals is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, yes, <laughs> guess you could say that. Yes. We all have to do our part. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We do not have an naked uh, HRN calendar because nobody would buy it. So that's why we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, so that Who the hell's going to pose? We're all <laughs> It's true. Uh, so now we, the first one is the big reveal of the one that really started it all. And it's called the big reveal, actually, this year. And that is the uh, calendar that comes out every year. It's done by, um, let me see here. Let me see. It's done by the hunting crowd at the Old Burks uh, Rayfield Ladies and Holocomb Hunt. Remember, it was the hunters that started this. And they're doing one this year, and it's the lady point-to-point riders that are doing it. But they're not on horses this year. They're actually in the barn. And the one picture I'm seeing right here is of one of the—by the way, point-to-point riders are in good shape. They're jockeys that are in really good shape. And she's sitting on the scale. Uh, right there. And I don't think she weighs much according to the scale. But um, yeah, that's a good one. That helps the Injured Jockeys Fund. And I tried to find the pictures of the other ladies and I couldn't, but I'm sure that'll be out shortly. So I, I really did put in an effort to look. I'm just saying. Now, the one you guys are going to want to check out is the veterinary okay. nude calendar for 2018. By the way, chime in here if you're actually looking at the pictures and see which ones you approve. Um, this is put out. Oh. Why would I want to see the chick yes. veterinarian students? No, this is not. This is the male veterinarian students. You want to check that one. Oh, uh, you click. Hit click. You yeah, click yeah. on it, Jamie. This is, the, this is the veterinary science and animal veterinary bioscience students from University of Sydney Veterinary. Uh, that they decided I mean, to join wow. in. They are supporting the rural, <laughs> the rural. Oh, okay, I found it. <laughs> the rural mental health charity. So I'm looking. I don't know what you're looking at, Jamie. I'm looking at. Sorry to interrupt you, Glenn. I just this has to be said. I'm looking at the picture of everyone on the tractor, and there's this one gentleman in the front, facing the tractor with one boot up on it. Um, let's just say nice buns. Moving on. <laughs> And then, what is the support? <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't matter. Um, so, <laughs> Jamie, are you there? Jamie, are you with us? I, 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 I don't know. I'm not sold. Did well, you see did the you one see where the they're sheep? shearing sheep? Yes. 
You're not sold yeah, on this. That was definitely weird. That one's kind of disturbing, especially with all the sheep jokes that go around. Um, and where they're holding the sheep, I'm not that. That was probably a bad they're choice. Not, they're holding the front legs of the sheep. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, no, I don't that's... know. All right. Well, let's go know. on to the next one then, see if it's any better. Because Does that the... have a snake wrapped around his body? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not sold. Okay. This well, then let's go to James to... Cook University, who uh, decided to uh, join in. And this is also the veterinary students out of Queensland. Apparently, Australians are getting in on it, too. And uh, I liked that one, by the way, and uh, because it's mostly female. It's uh, all girls. Yeah, it's all girls. Now, you got to admit, the first picture of them all holding, there's like, what, 10 or 12 of them, all holding puppies in appropriate places is kind of cute. That's just it is very cute. Saying, yeah. I think vet students need to get out in the sun more. <laughs> Let me I mean, just, I mean, if you're going to show it to me, I get to be judgy if you're going to show me your Yeah, but stuff. scroll down and tell me that them them down there with the foal and their cute buns hanging out are is a cute picture. There's, just, have, there's a picture of them gathered around like they're in a science lab or like yeah. in, in some sort of study class or something. Naked. Is this one also goes into the admissions brochure? Because I think <laughs> a lot of parents are going to be sold this way. <laughs> Uh, you sold on this one, Jamie? No? Eh. Eh, well, it's all girls. I don't so know. I, I'm just, I'm too old now. I'm just uh, too uh, old. No, well, you're not done yet. All right, so the Foxy Charities calendar <laughs> goes... Oh, my God. These are like girls... Who are these people? They're all horse girls, but they're dressed in lingerie and really take it to the Playboy level at the Foxy Charities calendar. If you're looking for something a little more risque, then that's something. Now, they have raised since 2010 with these calendars. Get this, Jamie and Jemmy. uh, 230,000 pounds. Since 2010, that's a lot of freaking calendars, uh, and that's for well, the. Well, I no wonder why they're carrying whips and they're wearing <laughs> thigh highs and they look like hookers. I mean, my God, <laughs> this one's a little more risque than most. Uh, the Hampshire and Wiltshire Air Ambulances are who this supports. Uh, and uh, by the way, anybody that uh, wants to buy me a present for Christmas can go to Foxy Calendar FoxyHunters.co.uk. I would take one of those. I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> next up is the now I'm I'm helping you guys out here because there was a lot of girls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my attitude. I feel like I'm being judgy and mean. Okay, I'm proud of all these people who are helping. Uh, people oh, you don't it. have to be judgy and mean when you go to the next one. Uh, because okay. this all really started with the rowers. Remember the rowers uh, in England started this? Well, the Warwick rowers uh, decided to get together and do do their version. So wow. you might want to go. Ch- yes. <laughs> yes. Now we're talking. Wow. There's no weird farm animals. <laughs> it's men on a beach that are all very fit. Yeah. And painted. I did that one just for your, for both of your benefits, right there. Jimmy, we can we can support wow. this one. Yeah. Now for the yeah, this one has my vote for the five guys <laughs> listening out there who are into really, really, really tough in shape women. Uh, then you're going to want to check out the rugby, the Hitchin Ladies Rugby Club. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> this is pretty naked, um, and they're playing rugby and other things. Oh my god! <laughs> they really go after it, don't they? Yeah. They are not they really afraid. go after it. Uh, they're in the there show. is a scrum picture down there, guys. <gasps> That's very interesting. Oh, a what picture? I feel wow. like they should be wearing padding. Scrum, rugby term. Rugby term. Oh, 
What's scrum mean? When they're all the, the black and white picture where it looks like a bunch of girls are hovering over the one chick laying down. Yes. That's, That's a scrum. Oh, okay. See, I, I'm oh, not... oh, I didn't even see that one yet. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> on my birth on my Christmas list is also this calendar. So uh any of you wanna No, no, Glenn, I feel like it's on your birthday and your Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got a better it's shot. Be a reoccurring. So, uh, so if you're looking to buy me a present, there, either one of you, this one's good. Uh, and we're okay, not going to post these. Like... On, we are not going to post these on Facebook because every time we do, we get crap. So we're we're not going to do that. Uh, but you'll have to go look for them why. for yourself. <laughs> There's so. one girl legit tackling another girl. Yes, and they're uh, completely naked except for their socks and. And cleats. that uh, that is not a turn on at all. At all, nothing. There's sexy about that. Nothing. Are you <laughs> being sarcastic? Very God, sarcastic. You're such a, you're so, gross. <laughs> so that's the ones that have come out so far. There'll be about ten more, and we'll be sure to keep you updated on the new calendars available in the horse world. Yeah, Glenn's going to keep doing his research. <clears throat> I will keep looking every day for the new ones so that you're informed because I take my job very seriously. I really do. Well, when we come back, we'll do a little study show because Jemmy's never played that wonderful game before. So we're going to do that in just a minute. We have Tammy coming up from Road to the Horse. We have the book. We have a lot more coming up. But first, we want to get your juices flowing. And it is National Writers Day. And of course, we want you singing songs for us. And we do not have an opener yet. You know how somebody always sings us a great song that talks about the rest of the day and we lead the whole Radiothon with it? And talks about sponsors and hosts and what's coming up. We don't have one of those yet, so get your juices flowing about that, too. But here's a sample from last year. We'll be back after this. Didn't we? What's that? No, no. I think we played this on Monday. Is this the same one? No, it's a different one. We had like 12 of them, so these are different. Um, So this is another one from last year. You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. I'm Chris Duggan, founder of Equestrian Collections, and my favorite holiday food used to be turkey. Now I'm vegan. Mm. Tofu, turkey, mm. maybe not so much. Enjoy the voicemails brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Well, welcome, Boyd Martin. You're an all-in, fearless rider. I'm so happy to have you on today. Fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Debbie. We want to know, what, what is your fantasy ride? To be honest, I was, I was thinking about this for a while, and uh, I'll tell you which horse I'd love to event is uh, California Chrome. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think we would have no trouble galloping between the fences. And, uh, you know, when I look at California Chrome on TV, uh, I've never seen him in person, but uh, he's just a, a fantastic specimen of a horse. And, uh, yeah, he just has that great book. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very, very confident that he'd be fast enough for the cross country. Yeah, I'm not sure it's <laughs> going to happen because I, uh, I, 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 look, I know he's a, a stay-in, so I think he's worth millions, well, multi, multi-millions of dollars as a race or size. So the chances of California Chrome ending up as an event horse is very, very slim. Hi, Horse Radio Network. This is Danielle Rigby wishing you the happiest of holidays from Hampton, Connecticut. Thank you so much for keeping me educated, sane, and completely laughing for the last two years. 
My dream horse ride would be to take my Lusitano gelding back in time and ride with Nuno Oliveira and Tom Dorrance in the same day. That would be incredible and make me so happy. Can't wait to hear the Radiothon. Thanks so much, guys. You all rock. Bye. My dream ride would be to tag along with the Ben-Hur and the Great Chariot Race behind those four white horses racing around the arena. My fantasy ride would be to ride Black Beauty. I watched all the episodes as a kid, and I wanted a horse like Beauty galloping across the moors, and Beauty always knew when there was danger around. And if you were upset, Beauty was there for you. It was such a magical show, and that would be my fantasy ride. I know you won't agree, Glenn, because you don't like Black Beauty, but for all of us who were little girls back then and watched Beauty, we loved it. Anyway, I hope you all have a great Christmas, and this is from Diane Brooks in Ontario. Hi, everyone. Fiona from England here. Being a photographer, I'm not the most talented at singing or writing poems, so I've gone for sharing my fantasy ride with you all. I would have to pick Shadowfax. He's Gandalf's horse in Lord of the Rings, but I'm sure you all knew that. Um, And the reason I pick him is because apparently he runs faster than the wind, but most importantly of all, he can understand human speech, which would make my life a heck of a lot easier. Anyway, thank you all for another fabulous year of entertainment and wishing you all happy holidays. Bye. Hey, it's Gemma. Once again, kind to wish everyone at Horse Radio Network happy holidays and happy horsey days. I'd have to say that I'm lucky and that my fantasy ride happens every day of the week. That ride is the amazing ride that each HRN show takes us listeners on. You make us laugh, cry, educate us, and most importantly, bring us together into one beautiful, supportive, horsey family. However, if given the chance, I wouldn't pass up a ride on Vallegro. Anyway, here's to the ride. Jen and Glenn go way back when, before a podcast was even a thing. Glenn said, Jen, don't see other men, and on her finger he placed a ring. Then one day Glenn said, I got this idea in my head, and Horses in the Morning was born. Next thing you know, HRN was formed. Now it's Radiothon 2016. They've got the best sponsors we've ever seen. They let the auditors try products out, and we love them all without a doubt. Now ten programs later... And 36 co-hosts, over 5,000 shows, air from coast to coast. Thanks for all your hard work. We laugh at bad ads and crack up at those jerks. Can't wait to see what next year brings. Interviews, news, and lots of things. Oh, Radio Thon 2016 got the best sponsors we've ever seen. They let the auditors pry products out, and we love them all without a doubt. Yes, we love them all without a doubt. Hey, we love you all without a doubt. That's what I need right there. I need one that we can use as an opener to the entire thing. I need one just like that for 2017. So get on it, everybody. That's the one I need. Uh, Sounds good. And Jamie, if, if, yeah, well, if we don't get it from the listeners, guess who gets to sing that? <clears throat> I'm ready. Put me in, Coach. Jemmy. I meant Jemmy gets to sing it, not you. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I've heard Jemmy sing, though. She can sing really well. So, Jemmy, where's your entry? You, you're you part of this now. You have to do an entry. 
Um, okay, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm going to need some advice on what my fantasy ride would be. Well, not that. You can <laughs> sing a song about us because you're so good at writing and you're a good singer. We, you could do the opener one. We ought to work on that, actually. Wow, you're really laying it on thick, I am, you? I am. I'm trying really hard here. So, <laughs> See right through it. All right, study show. Let's play a little study show. Now, Jemmy, I'm going to read the first part of an actual study that I found over the last month that we have wasted our money on, that are pretty obvious, usually, and uh, or just downright stupid. <clears throat> but a lot of money have been spent on these studies, so you and, you and Jamie get to provide the end, the guess of what the study was about. Are so we? Glenn, yeah, basically says the study, and we get to predict what the study end is. So these are real things that he has found online. These are real studies real that actually happened. Over the last month. This is just a month. So, All right. Studies show voters need a graduate-level education to... Wait in line. Work at McDonald's. <laughs> 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 to understand the ballot. <laughs> so, you know those ballot like voting and McDonald's have to do with each other, but I like where you're going, Jimmy. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> to, so, you know, and what they mean is those ballot initiative questions that you don't know whether you're supposed to say yes or no by the time you're done. It's like a double negative. Yeah, those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are awful. And you you don't even know after yeah. you voted whether you got it right. So <laughs> Um, <laughs> stu- I went to law school and I still have to read them like three, four times. <laughs> it's ridiculous. St- studies show being overweight increases libido. Let's drive. Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> I like what you do, do think alike. And you're both wrong. Uh, and this is so obvious, it's incredible. They spent money on this. Study be- shows being overweight increases cancer risk or any other risk. <laughs> Heart risk, whatever risk. <laughs> that was that was too easy. I guess. <laughs> I know. But we heart spent... disease, yeah. cancer, <laughs> and all those things. All those yeah. things. Studies show volunteering and giving improves. I mean, not to say the same thing again, but I mean, you know, it makes you happy to give of yourself. Then you're you want more sex. <laughs> you are stuck on one thing today, aren't you? I was just going to say your endorphin level, but all right, let's go for the sex again. <laughs> you too. I, you Why look at some naked women, naked, naked men on calendars, and look what your mind's on. You did uh, this to us, Glenn. <laughs> studies show volunteering and giving improves your physical health. So basically, you're right. I can give you that one. Because okay. the healthier you are, the more sex you want, right? Studies show saving money really does make you... Hmm, less stressed or more attracted to others, more attracted to others. <laughs> Saving money makes you richer. <laughs> <laughs> All of those are true. A study sh- and again, we just spent money on this and the answer is pretty obvious. Study shows saving money really does make you happier, which which complies to all of your answers. So, yes. <laughs> Next. Studies show e-cigarettes pose Um, what a risk for dying? I mean, they're so <laughs> yes, gross. That is it. Studies show e-cigarettes pose health dangers. Like, like, like they wouldn't pose health dangers. You know, we needed a study Thank you, to study. Captain, say that. obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I I see that, and I read an article that uh, I think on USA Today that was like e-cigarettes causes a new disease called popcorn lung. Oh, great! Like, that sounds ah! good. <laughs> that sounds terrific. Now I can't eat popcorn anymore. <laughs> 
I don't think that has anything to do with it. Studies show. Never look at the back of the Oh God, I don't. I don't even want to ask you this one today. <laughs> the mood you guys are in. Studies show exercise increases. Sex <laughs> drive. <laughs> How did I know? It's gonna be your. Well, I'll tell you what. It doesn't level. increase. <laughs> Don't go there. Studies show exercise increases brain size. Your brain gets bigger. I did. Oh. Yeah. So uh, you're telling me that Thor has the biggest brain on the planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait a minute. This totally contradicts all the meathead theories out there. Oh. I don't yes. understand this. Oh, that's true, doesn't it? It doesn't say it makes you smarter. It just makes your brain bigger. <clears throat> <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Those you aren't necessarily. The no, they thing. don't go together. <laughs> Studies show drinking more coffee is associated with peeing more. <laughs> I was gonna say pooping more. <laughs> there you go. One of those. One uh, longer life. That drinking more coffee. Now, doesn't that contradict every other study that says <laughs> coffee's gonna kill you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but see, that's the thing is, Glenn. When you evacuate your system, like a healthy colon creates long life so that pooping more thing you drink coffee you're gonna live long i don't drink coffee does coffee actually make you poop more i don't know that one that was new to me studies show driving okay this one is meant and i i didn't make this up jemmy i did not make this up you're gonna think i did just to pick on you but i did not make this right i'm already mad what is it (laughs) (laughs) because we just spent the weekend together driving in her car Studies show driving on bald tires is saves you money and makes you happier. We already learned that. A fun way to freak Glenn out. <laughs> dangerous. Now they actually did a study to say that bald tires are dangerous. Like, we, like we didn't know that. Uh, studies show you're going to love this one too. Studies show cat people are are. Well, again, let me give you a little more. Studies show that cat people are smarter than. Yeah, I don't want to get into the cat person, dog person. <laughs> cat people are smarter. <laughs> you got it's it. Obvious. It's too low, low hanging fruit. Yeah, that was that again. We did a study on that. Uh, oh, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> Studies show that flossing is likely a. Flossing? Way to clean your teeth. <laughs> That is an obvious study. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, flossing is good for your teeth. No, they're saying just the opposite now. Studies are saying that flossing is a waste of time. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And then the last one is studies show many studies are... Completely Baloney. Ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Studies show that many studies are false, and that was put out in the Boston Globe. So there <laughs> so you go. So just, just so you know, when I used to do real radio, I would have a, we did a contest, and I would read something, and people would call in and guess, and they would win a prize. So I would be like, okay, 12% of people in relationships do this. What would you guess? Um, <laughs> uh, still hold hands. In public. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Kiss. So, whichever answer, whenever I ran out of time and needed the winner to happen, and I liked them, and I thought they sounded really fun on the air, that's who would win. Because I completely <laughs> made up the study. <laughs> completely made up. 
Are you saying I've that there's like, a little fibbing goes on in radio? Like Glenn said, kiss, and Jimmy said, holding hands. And I'm like, that's a great answer. Holy hands. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Jimmy, you win concert tickets hey, to go pink. <laughs> hey, uh, I saw uh, that's the end of study show for this month. Thank you for playing along. Jamie, I saw a video yesterday of you and Precious Magic Gallup Jennings. Did I get it right? And her little angel self. Yes, you were you were riding bareback, sweet baby, in your little dooley halter by Monty Roberts, and you were riding bareback, and it was a lovely ride on your new pony, just going round in circles and up and down. That be what was her deal? So I I hop I was going to teach a lesson and I just hopped on her bareback with the halter on, thinking you know she's going to just sit around. And I thought, well, if I'm out of your honor, and I'm in shorts, by the way. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> which, that. Do you have chafing today? <laughs> when I put on the shorts, they were about mid thigh, and when I was riding her through this excitement, they went. I don't know. I still have a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> so heifer. So I just like I just pick up a canner that thing bucked for three circles <laughs> like wussy bucking like lazy bucking but yeah there weren't I any went, that she got all four off no no but you know what when you're bareback and you're in a halter <laughs> it seems like all four are off the ground in shorts in shorts <laughs> with no sticky with, at all <laughs> and you notice that abby is filming i call her my social media consultant abby's filming and she's laughing yes. the whole time yes it was kind of funny Nobody's i was laughing the whole time concerned too. about me <laughs> well you don't have Chad far to like, fall he, oh, this God, pony's like 11 so hands <laughs> it was very funny by the way we could no. Um, <laughs> you can go to Jamie's Facebook page. You'll see that posted there. <laughs> so the training's going well. And then I saw the cart that you bought for the pony was not being pulled by the pony, but was rather being pulled by Chad. <laughs> yeah. We had some homework after our first driving lesson, including desensitizing her and not making her think that the cart is the scariest thing on the planet. Uh, so she's quite nervous about the cart. So we had to get her to move away from pressure was one thing. And using the whip to tap her, which is so bizarre to me. But now I can just gently tap her on the hip and she moves away and the shoulder, she moves away. It is amazing how quickly they learn that, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it really is. Yeah. I mean, she's just, it just gives her something to think about. You know, she just, horses love having a job. And when you give them something to think about, they're happy. So it's pretty fun to teach her that. And then to desensitize her to the cart. Um, I'm still waiting on my driving bit to come in the mail. <laughs> Should be <laughs> what did you day. order anyway? I don't even know, Glenn. Oh, okay. I, 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 let me look through my Amazon history and I'll <laughs> tell you what it is because I have no idea. Um, but I, she's, she's doing great. She actually did better yesterday. And it is funny how like the day after your, um, you, you, you try to teach your horse something and then the next day you come back out and they've learned it. It's in that. I just think that's so cool. It is cool. And it, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, and the, I noticed that on the auditor page too, somebody else was teaching their pony to drive and talked about the voice commands. Have you started doing that too? Really getting her used to um, that? <clears throat> uh, okay so no, go sit well down. yesterday i think the voice commands were stupid pony stupid pony <laughs> oh my god you be- quit it 
<laughs> um, so the voice command thing, uh, be, because I am learning from, I did not realize Jimmy that I had hired a grand, like multi world champion driving instructor. I just thought she drove in the neighborhood. Turns out she's like one. I heard you talking about that. Pretty funny. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I said, okay, now uh, what I've been told is that I need to say magic turn left and magic turn right. And she looked at me and she goes, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Do not do that. <laughs> I was like, okay, sounds good. So, um, yeah, apparently she wants me to actually teach the horse to drive, you know, not just listen to my voice. So <laughs> she did say that was ridiculous. She goes, who told you that? I'm like, I'm not mentioning any names. <laughs> It would have been um, funny to see, though. All right. I got her a jointed five-inch mouth stainless copper snaffle French link driving horse bit. <laughs> you got her five-inch? I measured her. She's four and three quarters, and that's as close really? as they had, so. Yeah, she's got a horse-sized head, Glenn. Wow. My vet calls her half mule. My like, God, that's a huge bit for a pony. <laughs> Like, she's a big pony. She's, you know, she's not a big pony. She's had the nine. I think Scooter does four inch. So he's a hackney. I know, but still, this my God, a that's a big head. <laughs> that's a big head. All I don't right. I think Mustangs are known for their small heads, Glenn. Well, let's go to one of our friends. She's on the show all the time. And of course, we are the official radio sh network for Road to the Horse, which is coming up in March of 2018. We've been doing it for years. Tammy works for them, and she used to have a show here on Horse Radio Network, the Western Radio Show with Alan. And she is here to talk, give us a little bit of an update. Good morning, Tammy Serrantz. Good morning. I gotta say, all these driving stories are giving me flashbacks to when my miniature oh, pony. Tammy, you are you are. We can barely hear you, Tammy. Can you? Are you on speaker, or can we get in a better place? Ah, uh, nope. How's that? That's better. Okay, so start over. What did you say? Yeah, I had a little uh, miniature horse uh, take off with me, Glenn. Uh, I thought the miniature horse cart would be the thing to do, you know, <laughs> and uh, I just had my head surgery and I'm thinking, okay, this little 32 inch sucker is going to keep me safe and I'll stay away from my big horses. Well, yeah, he took off with me and a little bit of corn stalk got stuck in the wheel of my cart. And it was like, you know, when you were little and you used to put the card in your bicycle wheels to make that noise. <laughs> Yes. Oh, That's what the corn did to my cot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, we took off down the pasture, and all I could think of is this is my instructor's cot, and I'm, I, I cannot total it. I cannot afford to total it. <laughs> <laughs> did you total it? Anyway, it was pretty it was pretty funny. You know what I did? I, I aimed that sucker towards the seven-string barbed wire fence because I thought he would see that and stop. But then I realized he had blinkers on and his head was down because he was bucking. Oh. Uh, it was a last-minute diversion. Yeah. And uh, then I just kind of wrapped his head around the shaft and lawn darted him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then I refused to drive the sucker home. <laughs> That's probably a good move. You know, they do say when a when a pony's bolting, and I got this from the top coachman in the world, aim it towards something solid. Now, I don't think barbed wire fence was what he had in mind. No, no, I probably think not. I no, think I realized that when it was wrapping 
possibly approaching. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't have a whole lot of time to think about this, but they do say aim it toward, by the way, pay attention to this, Jamie. They say aim it towards something solid, like a wall or, you know, a building. Well, I asked my instructor what, what to do if my, my pony bolts and she goes, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, well, that's the first answer. But and this, I was like, but, yeah, but bol- like, yeah. what if it's bolting? She goes, yeah, but don't do that. Yeah, there's so no like, good. Okay. <laughs> I did ask him why you You're pointed <laughs> towards a building, and he said, one of two things is going to happen. The horse is going to stop, or he's going to turn hard and dump you out. Either way, it's going to end. So there you go. Those <laughs> 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 little suckers, uh, I mean, I drive standard breads to get through college for years, Glenn. That was my job. I mean, I drove two-year-old, three-year-old standard breads on the track. And they were not near as scary as that little miniature pony in that corner. <laughs> I mean, and I remember I when you swear. got that mini. You got that mini because you had had, like, the car accident and a head injury on a yeah, big horse. And you're like, what? Therapy. Yeah, it was your therapy horse. And this is the little monster that therapist turned out to be? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I didn't bring him home that day. I came home and everyone's like, where's Bam Bam? I'm like, he's at the trainer still. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to stay there until that little pony can drive. Hey, uh, Tammy, I got got something I have to bring up with you. And now, everybody that doesn't know Tammy, she's from Australia. That's why she has the weird Texas-Australia accent, because she lives now in Texas for a long time. Tammy and I have been friends for a lot of years. She's a world champion mounted shooter. Um, first time I met Tammy, and, and some of you have heard this story, but I haven't told it in a while. We had known each other for, what, a year or two, maybe? I mean, it's been almost 10 years, I think. Uh-huh. And you showed up, stayed at a farm that where we kept our horses for the World Equestrian Games in 2010. And Jamie, she pulls in her living quarter, her big-ass living quarter trailers with her horses. She's doing demos, I guess, there. And she's, you know, world champion mounted shooter, 150 belt buckles. She basically the, one of the most dangerous women on horseback. And we go into, do you remember this, Tammy? We go into her trailer. Yes, and, I do. And she says, <laughs> she says, Glenn, you want to see some of my guns? And, and literally out of every compartment, the oven, underneath the bed, out of cupboards, out of cabinets, the toilet, guns come out of everywhere. There's pistols everywhere. She said, I don't even know where all of them are. And she's showing me all these pistols. And is it, Tammy, I, I've just told the world, so you may not want to do that anymore, um, because everybody now knows. <laughs> so, just saying. It's kind of funny, Glenn, and when I look back on that, and to think that I came from a country that's pretty much banned guns, and I was petrified of them, now I'm just, now I do, I find them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, a lot of companies send you guns because you are a champion, so you have a lot of them, but yeah, that was, that was the and moment... Children, just so everyone knows, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but I did, I did learn that day not to fool around with Tammy because now she did reassure me that she can't hit anything sitting standing still on the ground. She has to be moving. So as long as she's shooting at you while she's standing still, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now exactly. I prefaced all of that to get to this, and Tammy doesn't know I'm going to talk about this today. Jamie has a friend who you know who she just got a horse for. And so a new client of mine. Yeah, a new client of Jamie. Do you want to tell yes. the story, Jamie? Or do you want no, me to? No, I mean, okay. uh, I, sure. I just, I, it's a, a client of mine, a new client who uh, started taking riding lessons. And she, I'm training her horse. And she's like, you should go do road to the horse. And I was like, first of all, absolutely not. <laughs> Second of all, how do you know what road to the horse is? 
And she's like, oh, I do all the papers and media and press uh, whatever brochures for Road to the Horse. And she goes, I said, oh, I know a lady that works with that. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I said, Tammy Srantz. She goes, oh, my God, I work with Tammy. And like the next day out of the blue, you actually called her about next year's Road to the Horse. So, um, Glenn, you can take it from there. Yeah. So, Tammy, what a lot of people don't know, (laughs) Tammy knows where I'm going with this now. What a lot of people don't know is two things. One, Tammy holds a grudge for a very long time. I I I don't think any of us knew that. (laughs) But I am friendly. But Tammy also tried out and actually auditioned for this job, for the host of Horses in the Morning that Jamie has now. And apparently Jamie beat her out. And Tammy, you told the friend that you're still pissed about that. You said nothing about me at all, except for, (laughs) oh, yeah. I was okay. supposed to get this that. This is when I leave the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you, Tammy. It's good to talk to you. You client of mine, and you're like, yeah, she has my job, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm a terrible person for kicking you in the teeth. I didn't know you. I just applied for a job. I didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> no, it's, it's all about tone. That's the problem nowadays. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. How did you say it, Tammy? We want to know. And everyone knows I am not a Person. Yeah, yeah. It, Tammy will agree now that it's good she didn't get the job. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. She'll agree with that now. I do my best work late at night. <laughs> I did think it was funny that this is a new client of mine, and you're not like, "Wow, she's really good, or she's really smart, or she's really pretty." You know, you're like, "Oh, that bitch, <laughs> my job." <laughs> 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 That's when cool. you say that, I think of some like middle-aged horsewoman standing at the end of the barn with her arms crossed. You know that horse <laughs> kind of attitude. That's kind of how I felt. Tammy. <laughs> You're painting a beautiful picture. <laughs> Tammy, what did you come on to talk about? <laughs> uh, besides miniature ponies and a uh, little animosity, there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really just came back from the Four Sixes Ranch, Glenn, and we. We had a very first look at our Road to the Horse 18 Remuda. So uh, that was pretty exciting. Now, for the English folks out there, what's a Remuda? Uh, a whole bunch of horses. Yeah, gaggle <laughs> like of horses, yes. A, <laughs> yeah, gaggle. <laughs> <A herd>. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we looked at the group of colts. They're all three-year-old geldings. Well, they will be when they come to Road to the Horse, and we have 12 of them. So, uh it's always fun for me, Glenn, because I, I know where they're going to be headed, and I, I love looking at the personalities. And more than anything, you're just kind of like, you're on the Four Sixes Ranch. Tell everybody about Texas. that. Tell everybody about the Four Sixes Ranch. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's historic. It is generations of breeding to get the very best. I mean, I was able to visit uh, a couple of their racing stallions, and... I saw Mr. Jess Perry, some of the older, he had his Irish whiskey, some of the very older bloodlines. And, you know, just to, just to be one of them, you know, it is quite amazing to look at the horses and get the tour and go grab lunch with the now, cowboys. And this ranch isn't a hundred acres, is it, Tammy? No, it's, it's around 300,000 in Texas, but I know they operate just under a million. Okay, now, people, uh, let's stop there for a second and repeat that. A million acres. Yeah. (laughs) A million acres. And when they say those colts are just in a small trap, I mean, 
don't, don't be deceived. That's probably a thousand acre trap. You know, it's not like these cults are in the pen next to the arena. These cults are like, they, they talk in different terms. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, and so, so you have this whole bunch of horses, you have this gaggle of Bermuda of horses out in this thousand acre yeah. pasture, basically. And they ride out to get them, to bring them in so you can take a look at them because they they've basically been turned out since they were born, right? Yeah, they've been turned out. They come in for routine care and stuff like that. But basically what happens is we get there and then we watch the cowboys saddle up and they head out. And then we just all stare at the horizon for the next, you know, 20 minutes (laughs) where they find them and bring them in. But, you know, it's kind of like, it's not a view you really get to see a lot. You know, I mean, to see real cowboys bringing in an amazing herd of horses, all different colors, all you can't see a fence and watch them work that herd and bring them in straight towards you for pictures. You're just like, by the way, I'm going to say right here, I have goose, I have goosebumps right now. And Jamie and I want an invitation next year when you do this. You know what? I'll tell you who came with me. One of my assistants at road to the horse lives in Georgia. She's one of my favorite people. And I told her, if you'd like to come and assist uh, with social media or photography, you're welcome to. She jumped at the opportunity. And it was the first time she had seen it. And as mesmerizing as it is for me, watching somebody new watch it, uh, you know, I mean, I wrote in the press release, Glenn, you stand there and you realize that your whole life chasing the horse was worth it. When you can look at that Ramuda galloping in the sunlight towards you and you're just like, wow, you know, anyway, I just, it's one of my favorite, favorite photography assignments of the whole year. I bet. Did you use uh, a drone this year? We didn't use a drone. And you know what happened? My lens broke out there. My lens, it was so dusty. um, It it ruined one of my motors. So I came back and I had to buy a brand new lens. And I was like, damn it, I wish I had this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it did cost me a lens. But... uh, it, it was it was just stunning. So uh, we got a whole lot of pictures, and that coming out. How do you on pick horse Facebook? How do you? There's a lot of horses. So, but how, do they pick the ones that are going to yeah. end up going to road to the horse? You know, to be in the competition, or do you guys pick them, or what? No, <coughs> Doctor Blodgett is kind of like a let's say a mad scientist, but he's this genetic genius, you know. And, and he's like 95 he years old, Doctor Blodgett. He's not young. <laughs> he's not that old. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, Doctor. Actually, you know what? He's a you know the people that you be around that don't talk a whole lot, but when they do, it's like pivotal? That's Dr. Blodgett. He's he's awesome, and he knows which bloodlines uh, he would like to see at Road to the Horse, which ones may be related to past world champions. And and majority of them come from cow horse bloodlines. So, uh, you know, they are they're, we've got a three-quarter brother that I released today uh, to one of our past world champions. So... It's kind of cool when you the Sixers have been there for quite a few years and you can relate all the horses together with fans who know them can. And that's that's pretty neat thing about coming from the Sixers. And now, the one thing that surprised me, and Jamie, if you hit refresh on the show notes, you'll see the picture at the top. The one thing that surprised me, these horses basically are untouched, except for care every once in a while, so they're out in the pastures. Mm-hmm. They must have a lot of grass because usually when you see, like, uh, when you see... When you see mustangs out in the wild and things like that, and basically these are wild horses. Um, so, but mm-hmm. when you saw them, they were all fat. I mean, <laughs> you don't see them fat like that usually. But so they must have a lot to eat out there because these no. horses are all healthy. 
Well, it's not, it's not so much in Texas, Glenn. It's not about the amount of grass in the land. It's about uh, the amount of land you have to have to have the grass. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the, 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 the grazing's not heavy, but it's very space. I mean, they have, they have thousands of acres. And that's a great question because I kind of wonder how many acres one animal needs and what do you need for a cow or what do you need for a horse out there in West Texas? It's probably going to be different than what you need, you know, in Georgia or something like that. But um, yeah, they do have a lot of room and they are all fat. And the amazing thing that I like about them, a couple, one of my mares is real clumsy with her feet. She doesn't pick her feet up, but these colts, they are born in that country. They know how to get around. These suckers are made for that land. So, you know, I think they make phenomenal ranch horses just being raised in that environment, you know? I love, too, that these cowboys are still using horses to do their work um, yeah. at four sixes. They're not out there on four-wheelers rounding up these horses, which you see a lot now. Uh, it, I, mm-hmm. I love that that's the case with the four sixes. Yeah, it's kind of the case with with everything about the sixes. You know, I mean, just an example. I went, after I had uh, photographed the Ramita come in, I went to catch lunch, and there was a cowboy in front of me on the lunch line, and he stepped back and he said, ma'am, after you. And I was like, no, I guarantee you, you have worked harder than me. You first, you know. He's like, no, no, I, I won't. And they stood back and waited for, I mean, the the old West values. Glenn. I mean, there was nothing I could do to make him go in front of me. He would not. And that's yeah. just like... Yeah, was he hot? That's <laughs> yeah, was he single and hot, Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was married. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they're so polite, and it's so much about tradition and heritage, and, you know, I mean, that's that's real stuff. Do they do cattle there? Is that the big moneymaker? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. They have a huge cattle operation. And I know they have land in a whole bunch of different states, Wyoming and other parts of Texas and stuff. And yeah, they have a really strong cattle operation, which I don't know much about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tammy, this is fun. And we'll, uh, Jamie and I will be expecting the invitation for next year. Oh, I know. You know what? You guys should come as media, but I'm not quite sure. You know, it's not a lot of cell phone service out there, Glenn. So I'm not sure you're going to be live. No, well, that's okay. We can go watch. I think it'd just be fascinating to watch it, you know, to see these horses in their environment and doing their thing. Um, Now, the one other question I have for you, and then I have to let you go, is who the competitors for next year in March? We have a global collection, Glenn. We have uh, Jim Anderson from Canada. Everyone knows him as the uh, past wildcard champion, 2014 champion. Then we have Dan James from Australia. He is our 2012 champion and uh, competed in 2013. We have Vicky Wilson, who won last year, and she comes back to defend. She's from New Zealand. And then we have Nick Dowers from, from home here in America, and he is a Rain Cow Horse Fraturity champion, and he also won in uh, 2016. So uh, all past world champions, all different countries, all different disciplines. It's a freak ball, Glenn. Sounds good. And they're all terrific. They're all going for their second world championship. They're all terrific, patient, do best for the horse trainers, too, all of them. So I've watched them all compete in the past, and these trainers are not ones that push their horses. They they will sacrifice winning if the horse isn't ready for that. So um, every one of them. Well, that's terrific. Where can people buy tickets if they want to go? Uh, RoadToTheHorse.com, March 23rd, 25th. Oh, Glenn, yeah. 
We are having a uh, Mardi Gras kind of celebration for the 15th anniversary uh, during Road to the Horse. It's an additional event. It is costume. It is Mardi Gras. So uh, if you want to kind of dress up and do makeup, Glenn, that's your opportunity. Tickets well, for that are on sale now. I, I will uh, bring beads, okay? Lots of beads. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not coming then. Bring a mask or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. Thanks, okay, bye guys. Bye, see bye. ya. Bye. <laughs> All right. You are in a mood when Jennifer's not here. <laughs> you are out of. You are off the rails. <laughs> she brought it up. It wasn't my Jimmy, fault. Jimmy, this is all your fault somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's gone. She's she left. I take no responsibility. <laughs> I take no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> Well, we are uh, we are at the end of today's show. Uh, we'll have a show for you tomorrow. Except for, for the book. The book. There's a book is coming up. Uh, before we get to the book, and we're at chapter nine or chapter twelve of the Opium Equation. We're going to do the first half of that chapter. Uh, and uh, while while I'm wrapping things up here, Jamie, if you could type to me the last sentence you're going to be reading, that would be great. Um, so to, Friday is really bad ads day, so get your ads in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Don't forget holiday radiothon submissions are accepted through Friday, so get your ads in there. You can win a Wintech saddle. It's one of the many prizes we're giving away all day long. I think we're up to 30 prizes now that uh, total, so you're going to want to do that or call in that day. Either way, you're going to want to listen. We do have some announcements that we can do about guests now, too. So, do you know Dick Francis, Jamie? Uh, yeah. His the, son the... is going to be joining us live. Dick died a few years ago, but his son has taken over writing under the Dick Francis name. So, wow. his son is That's joining amazing. us to tell us all the Dick Francis stories. And for those that don't know, he is the most sold... Is that a word? Is that how I pronounce, say that? He has m- sold more equestrian-related books than anybody in history. Dick Francis is the most prolific author in in the horse world. Of, racing, I mean, he mostly. does just racing yep, books. Yep, yeah. but he, I mean, he sold bazillions of copies. Jennifer has read every Dick Francis book ever done. There's been a lot of them, but oh, to get okay. his son to come on and talk about the history and 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 the holidays, also, he's coming on live. We also have Darlene Newman from Equitrekking has been confirmed. Also, uh, and I know this was a request of many of you, Stacy Westfall and her husband Jesse are coming. On. He's going to be during the Horse Husband Hour, and Stacy's going to be joining us at some point during the day. So Stacy Westfall will be joining us, too. Of course, she's one of the most popular people in the Western world with a half a million followers on Facebook. So we're starting to get confirmations of all the different guests that are joining us. We're still working on Heartland. They're saying that somebody is going to be joining us, hopefully, from Heartland Live that morning. So uh, we're working on that still and a bunch of others You know, from I've got a bone world. to pick with Georgie, so I hope it's her because she and I have got to have a talk. I mean, seriously, her attitude recently has been out of control. And I swear to God, Georgie, if you get on the phone with me, we're going to have a talk. Because seriously, first of all, don't you get on Olivia's jumper without talking to Amy first and go out there and jump it and then you cut its shoulder open? Oh, my God, Georgie, we're going to (laughs) chat. I don't think that's in the Christmas spirit, but we can do that if you want to. (laughs) 
All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up for today. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget that uh, you can find Jemmy and I's new show, Finding Florida. It's a lot of fun, even if you aren't in Florida. It's just a lot of fun to listen to. We have our second episode going to be coming out, and it's all about animals. So I think you guys all are going to like it. It's about uh, all different kinds of animals. And uh, we had so much fun recording that one. And in two weeks, the day after Radiothon... They can hear you eat sushi. They can hear me eat sushi, too, yes. Or not eat it. Or, 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 or just about it. throw up all over Jemmy, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> we tried to do a video. We thought we were doing a video, but your friend Viv screwed up, and we didn't have the video. So we do have a couple of pictures wah, of my wah, wah. face. We do have a couple of pictures of my face, though, that we can post while eating sushi. <clears throat> That's it for today. Here is the book. Uh, and we are at Chapter 12 of The Opium Equation by Lisa Waisaki. The Opium Equation is the first of the Cat and Wright mystery series written by Lisa Waisaki. It features Cat and Wright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. Thank you to the publisher Cool Titles for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawaisaki.com. I peeked through my bedroom window to find Carol Carson standing in the pre-dawn on my front porch. She looked wide awake and impatient as if she thought I should have been up long ago. Deputy Giles on the phone shared her opinion. I rubbed the sleep from my eyes, told him to wait, let Carol in, and told her to wait. Then I let a squirming Hank out the door and told him not to wait. Carol looked apprehensive as she stood in the kitchen doorway. Was that a sniff? Were the last of Hank's mutant urine vapors still hanging around? Surely not. I took a tiny sniff of my own and couldn't detect anything. Carol must have super sensitive nostrils. However, I decided if my house did still smell like worm river roadkill... It was the least of my worries. I waved Carol towards my grandmother's wooden breakfast table and pointed to the coffee maker. She shook her head. It was just as well as I was out of coffee. Hill had down my last cup yesterday. I picked up the conversation with the deputy on the cordless extension by the hall table. I don't guess Bubba showed up to your place last night, he asked. I almost reminded him that according to my watch and the current position of the sun still somewhere over the Atlantic, 5.26 in the morning was still nighttime, but there was a sharpness in his voice and I held my tongue. But my calculations, he had been up for the better part of two days and he didn't need any lip from me. No, deputy, he hasn't. Why? Have you found anything? Maybe, he said in the slow drawl. I talked to the sheriff a bit ago. We might have a lead. I immediately forgot about my promise to thrash Bubba within an inch of his life. I just wanted him to be safe and unharmed. We might have found the murder weapon, the deputy continued. The boys searching over the riverbank found it yesterday evening in front of your place. My heart sank as I sat down abruptly feeling sick. Next to me, Carol chewed on a fingernail that was painted a delicate pink. Her entire body was tense. My place? But surely, deputy, you don't think... I don't think anything at this time, but no, my gut says you're clear. Sheriff Burns now? He's another matter. I got to tell you, according to him, you are a number one prime suspect. But, but nothing isn't right. You were there. You found the lady. You were seen heading towards the riverbank after finding the body. We got to follow up on every lead, and if you're innocent, time will prove it. I hoped. I was quiet for a few seconds, and I asked, what is it? What is what? Oh, the murder weapon? 
I nodded my head as he went on it as if he'd heard me. It's the wooden part of what I think you horse people call a twitch. We're pretty sure it's a murder weapon. It's got the initials HH burned in into the wood near the bottom. And I remember you saying you saw Bubba playing with something like that the day he disappeared. A twitch is normally used for restraining horses for veterinary purposes. Wooden ones have a wood base about 18 inches long and are as thick as a small person's wrist. Attached to the end is a loop of chain about a foot long. To use it, you grab the horse's top lip, insert it in the chain, and twist the chain until the wooden end on the lip is solidly caught in the chain. It sounds horrible, but if a horse needs medical attention and becomes dangerous to himself or the handler, it's safer for everyone involved to use Twitch. Pretend you had to get a shot that would save your life, but you hated needles so much that you wouldn't allow the person holding the syringe close to you. If that someone came up and twisted your ear so badly that your ear hurt more than the shot, you let them give you the shot. Same principle, and like the ear twist, the Twitch does no lasting damage. I was a bit concerned about the Twitch being found on my property. Deputy, in this neighborhood, Twitches are a dime a dozen. There are probably any number of them lying around. Okay, so I lied. Pastures where horses grazed were kept notoriously clear of debris to prevent injuries. Not twitches with Hill Henley's initials on them, he reminded me, and not with the chain broken off. I had forgotten about the chain. The twitch Bubba had used as a bat had been missing the chain. There was a moment of silence before the deputy cleared his throat. Well, listen, if Bubba shows up, call us without him knowing about it if you can. Call you without him knowing? You can't mean that you think Bubba killed Glenda. Miss Cat, right now I believe everything and I believe nothing. All I know is I've got a dead lady. I got a murder weapon that was seen by you in a kid's possession. And I've got a missing kid I want to question. I admitted I could see his point all too well and told him I would call if Bubba turned up. Just one more thing, he said. Someone got into Fairbanks last night, ignored all the pretty crime scene tape we wound around, opened a big window and went right on in. Sheriff Big Jim was not going to be happy about that, I thought. And I wondered if the sheriff already knew of the break-in or if Deputy Giles still had that unpleasant task ahead of him. I was sure that the sheriff's place would 100% of the blame on the deputy's shoulders. For his sake, I hoped the deputy had finished gathering evidence from the house. Detective Giles seemed to read my mind. It's not like this was downtown Nashville, he said in defense. It didn't occur to me that we'd have to sit on the front steps on that. We sealed up the house proper like someone came in anyway. Whoever it was left a couple lights on. Old Jimmy Johnson saw the lights on about 4.30 and called us on his way out to do the milking at the dairy. So you think because I slipped into her house unannounced before that, I went back in again late last night, I asked. He probably thought I went in to check out Glenda's precious Limoges china. It was well known how much Glenda prized her china, and she did have a beautiful pattern. No, I mention it because you are were her neighbor you knew her you might have heard or seen something or someone you might even he added know us somebody would break in as far as we can tell nothing was taken including the china well that was a relief i didn't think any of my clients would approve of my overseeing their horse's progress from a jail cell although according to sheriff burns jail was still a strong possibility for me kids maybe i said or adam after all he lives there Nope. As far as we can tell, the nephew's still tucked away safe and sound in his music row office. But come to think of it, could have been kids. We'll check it out. He reminded me to call if I saw Bubba, and he said he'd be in touch later. I looked at the clock. Almost six. If the rest of the day was going to be as unpleasant as the last half hour, I didn't want any part of it. I wondered, not for the first time, 
if I wouldn't be better off waiting tables at Verna Mays, it certainly would be less stressful. <laughs> 